if you can just turn a gear quickly and get your your speed up. That okay. The, the climb that Red Bull looks a little bit longer and and maybe uh, required a little bit more talent. But um, well, but you, you're you're exactly right because you look at the breakdown there and um, to give Phil Guyman some credit, he can go uphill really well, but it's not long enough. I mean, so he's getting smoked, you know, in the placement field for. Uh, a minute plus climb it's going to be the case i mean some sprinter jeff linder who does real well in the finish holds you know what 800 watts or something for a minute that's it's pretty cool to see phil show up i agree i agree that's all i wanted to do set you up no with the, the he had the uh, <laughs> vegan cyclist had the drone following him oh really, really? Oh, oh, Jesus that's cool. Christ. That's what gets you excited. We should watch this. <laughs> Can I pull it up It's now? like I just threw some hundreds down <laughs> in the ground here. Pause? In the In the ghetto. Oh, and uh, quit the team today. Who is that? Wolf Van Art. Oh, well, let's, let's talk about that. Welcome let's to Between see. Two Wheels Podcast. Hey. Mr. Orange. Between Two Wheels podcast, we are. This is the most unique situation. No, we we had some interesting ones at the Tour of California. There's Tyler Yonke, um, venues I'm talking about. Tyler Yonke, Chris oh, Chico. Flower, yes, and Kurt Mills. What was the unique one at Chico besides our our? It was the hotel room. Hotel room. Laying in the beds after the easy road race. Yeah, we're in a parking lot right now. This this is how we have to get this done. We're um. It's better, you know, a rest stop might be more suspect <laughs> with the three of us, but a uh, parking lot sitting on the ground is, is how we're doing it today. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Yeah. With, what kind of bike activities have you been doing? Uh, Tyler, not many bike activities. We've been, all three of us have been golfing within the last few days. Uh, that might be our new hobby. So hopefully we, we can get re-engaged in bikes within the next three months uh, so that we can partake in the 2019 race season. Definitely yeah. more golf than bikes lately, right? And oh. and Chris had a, a car. So we did a like a team camp at the end of the year, a, kind of a decompression camp. I, this I thought that was this, the start of like altitude training. This is such a better idea than at the beginning of the year because we didn't do much riding. We no. did a lot of boating and golf, and there were some other uh, adult beverages and stuff to be had. So um, anyway, let's talk about some bike racing. It's been a while since we've joined up here. The Vuelta's gone on. A uh, lot of racing in the World Tour. We've got a bunch more transfers taking place. Uh, local racing. Uh, Northern California, we've had Oakland, Bay Hill, Hill Climb, TT, Masters, or, or and Elites. I don't know if the Elites were in there too, right? Just the Masters. Just the Masters, yeah. TT Championships. Giro, uh, San Francisco. Giro, San Francisco. Um, yeah, what, what's your favorite of all those, Kurt? Which one are you most salivating to talk about? The Oakland Grand Prix. You want to start with that, or do you want to start with the World Tour? Why don't we start with the World Tour? Okay, well, so we had the Vuelta. The Vuelta, big... Uh, we didn't... Last we left off, it was stage nine. I'm now going to walk a stage by stage. <laughs> no, let's not do that. Um, big, big revelation. You had uh, Simon Yates ends up getting the win. Uh, I don't know about convincingly, but he, he did well. And it was uh, really interesting to see coming off the back of the Giro. You know, you, we've done races where immediately you're done with the race and you're kind of like, oh, I just I want to get out there. I would need to do this race again because I just messed up. He had the the prime example of being able to do that, screwing up the Giro, instantly coming back with the, the Vuelta and uh, fi- fixing it, figuring it out. What did you uh, think of his victory, Kurt? I mean, it was good to see him snap back, uh, you know, good for British cycling to, to take another Grand Tour uh, this season. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a, a great re- chance at redemption. You don't have to go through the whole offseason thinking about what could have been. He was able to get a Grand Tour victory under his belt, and now he can hopefully relax and enjoy uh, the next few months. His glasses, what do you think of those? Oh, the, well, the last day, well, th- they were pretty terrible throughout, but um, I'm also getting old, so I don't I don't really know what the style is. I, that, that's a good point. <laughs> okay. What did you think of the tour, the Vuelta there, Chris? I didn't see much of it, to be yeah, honest, Jesus. so I kind of caught what I could through um, like cycling news updates and things like that. But it was good to see Yates rebound after having such a, uh, a drastic blow apart at the um, at the Giro. Uh, you got to wonder if it was having some family support there with his brother there to help him out and help him through the tougher stages or maybe ride in his place <laughs> when he was uh, feeling a little fatigued. Twin doping, I think, is what we talked about. Yeah. But it was um, the, the bits and pieces I did see was pretty cool. Um, did he win any stages in yeah. in the race? There? I, I believe he did win a, a mountaintop stage. Yes, he did. So, okay. So I, I missed the twin doping. Is that where the idea is that Adam literally puts on the red jersey for a day or two and and then Simon can just chill in the pack? I, I can't take credit for this idea. I think it was uh, Lionel Bernie of the Cycling Podcast. Okay. And his thing earlier was, yeah, they just need to do twin doping where – one of them, you don't know where he's at in the world, but somehow, you know, they're just swapping each other out day by day in the in the race. So you just you basically well, race half the race. Weren't there days that uh, Adam basically just hardly participated <laughs> in the race? Yeah, so maybe they were doing that in the same race instead of like one hiding in the bus all right. Night, all so day. maybe yeah. that was Simon, right? Okay, because yeah, they I just uh, one would ride, the other would sit in and just kind of <laughs> recover in the group. And yeah, how do you test for that? Um, DNA? I don't know. But is that, that, that markers? Do I don't know. But I, I, honestly, I'm not a doctor. Um, let's uh, let's ask one. I'm sure there's markers to be able to tell which. You, you've child talked is. about bringing a doctor on, and now we have a topic. Uh, we have a few topics, but yeah, this That's is true. just one more topic. Sure. Do they have fingerprints on file? There you go, fingerprints maybe. Yeah, I don't know. About this that. seems uh, uh, technology. You know, I bet this is something the UCI is actually going to to check into because they seem to go down rabbit holes of useless testing. Um, in my opinion, of things that they really get worked up about. Although, you know, they had the the, 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 uh, the rule about no high socks, and I don't see that being enforced very well. I'm glad that they have that rule, though, because but it makes a big deal. But have you seen difference. them in the TTs? I mean, they're, they're knee highs. Yeah. It's like grandpa out there. Yeah, I know locally we've got folks who are doing it. Um, Not anymore. They've corrected that behavior. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Why did uh, what, were they like considered compression socks or something? Or I have no idea. I think okay. that was the original reason to do it, and uh, okay. you know, and then you get some of these guys that they have a, a TT bike that they last minute or are, are making changes to, where just you know earlier in the stage race. This does what I didn't hear about this in the Volta, but I heard about it this year. I'm trying to remember which race it was. Guy does a race, um, the prologue. It might have been the Giro. And his bike tests fine, no changes, and at the start of the TT later on, they're telling him it's it's uh, it's not valid, so he's got to make quick changes. Oh, you're talking about just like the the spec measurements? For the yeah, yeah. Bike? So, yeah, yeah. A got little some. bit of variability in the the UCI testing jigs can lead to you being acceptable on one jig and and not acceptable on another <laughs> jig, and it's wonky stuff. So. Yeah. So my point is, that I'm sure they'll be doing uh, twin doping uh, testing here pretty soon. That just seems something that UCI would do. Those give them an armband; they can't take it off. That way, they can't <laughs> identify them from one, each yeah. other. Well, you know, as far as the race goes, yeah, we had some uh, pretty cool winners here. Uh, EF Education first actually starts getting wins. It's Simon uh, Simon Clark was it, and Ben. Uh, I'm sorry, Woods, Mike Woods. Uh, you had Ben King with two wins. 
Uh, did BMC? I don't remember if BMC For a different team, but yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just you know you got American connection there, right? American team. Simon Clark with that. Um, <laughs> Mike Woods, he's uh, North American, but the American team. And then you have you know <laughs> Ben King, who is American, huh? Okay, yes, he's he's okay. Th- those were two teams that had an American connection and they hadn't had any wins and they finally they kind of broke through for the vault of this year and it was uh, it was good to see yeah it was good to see North Americans actually doing well for a so change I think Simon Clark's Australian though but he rides for EF education okay. first which is it is an American team right with an Australian connection with Pack. right so we'll give it half credit uh, and, and you know the Mike Wood. I, did a you third s- did you see that stage? It was pretty. Uh, you pretty reenacted it for me. I think at one point. So I think I have an <laughs> idea as to what it looked like. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty uh, dramatic. It was because uh, it was very steep at the top, and he was almost getting caught, and he kind of went out maybe a little few hundred meters. Qu- I mean, it was just super steep, and so and you Mike, said it was gravel, right? Or and there was some gravel near the top of it too. Yeah. Okay. Not in the last. Yeah, 500 meters. I was think there? it was the last few hundred meters. Was there? <laughs> there was, you know, there was one or two stages that had that. I don't know if it was that one actually. Okay. I, in my mind, it is. So. Yeah, this is not the most comprehensive Vuelta recap, but I think we're doing a great job, though. It was, I remember it was a little misty that day. Yeah, right. Really foggy. And then the coverage of the the chase groups, the ones that like the red jersey group, um, was almost non-existent. And what we ended up getting was an awful lot of coverage of Nairo Quintana, who was dropped uh, like in chase three. I think it was um, maybe a minute and a half behind uh, the red jersey group at that point. But I think the cameras or the motorcycles just couldn't get through. And so we didn't get a lot a lot of the action from the red jersey group that day. Yeah, that was one of those days where we said we, they needed split screen. And this seemed every time they would go back to the, the GC group, as soon as the guy would attack, they'd hurry and go back to the front. I mean, this is just it was just you know whatever I don't know, I drones? guess there's search huh what about drones yeah well the drones might not have been so good for that race um, because it was foggy but yeah what you, you know can, but the thing is you can fly them so low right like you it's not like a helicopter where, right okay. so tell me about is there uh, is my understanding you can do uh, like put something on you have a drone that will specifically follow you without you having to man it like let's say I'm going riding and it'll just hover and follow me. Yeah, we've seen locally. The vegan cyclist has done a couple. I was of, wondering because I saw his video. Today. Yeah, he's done a couple of podcasts um, where I, I can't. I don't know if it's an app on your phone or it's some other beacon that you throw in your back pocket, and the drone uh, just kind of follows that. And and that coverage or that footage that he's done has been spectacular. It was really cool to watch. So um, I was impressed by it. It'd be it'd be amazing to see you know something like that. I, I'd imagine that they could do some sort of switching on a drone that says. You know, follow the beacon on Nairo Quintana. Okay, now follow the beacon on this guy. It would be, that'd be kind of neat. I think there'd be some challenges with battery life. We saw that on Vegan Cyclists blog. Right. That battery life is a little iffy, so they need a bigger unit. And I don't think his was sending live feed, but it was sending, it was just recording. So in order to get live feed, they'd have to kind of spruce up their machine. But the technology is definitely there, and it was really cool to see his blog show it in action. Would that bigger unit be a Mario Kart? No, Probably a, not. I, I don't know what the you know, the production budget of the vegan cyclist is, but I would assume that they have some money for like um it might be a, a tour um, or you <laughs> know, you gotta be able to afford a few batteries, yeah. you know, like yeah. for twenty minutes at a time or fifteen or whatever those are, you could still get some some good coverage. I would think so. Yeah. And they're just disposable <laughs> drones at that point. They just tumble down the cliff when they're well they better upload first. So speaking of Nairo, it was really interesting, maybe the Nairo getting dropped we were talking about there uh, it wasn't that day but it was the last two days uh, where Nairo's up the road 
in a, in the break, like with Kreuzwick and the other day with like Pino and, and Yates. And he pulls out because uh, Valverde's in second place uh, at about 33 seconds behind. He's in a group behind and he drops himself from that group, goes back and starts to help. Um, Valverde come up. It's the first time I've really seen movie star not try to get two guys on the podium and, and sacrifice. And it's maybe the one of the first times I've like, hey, if Nairo and I was going to actually do the math, if he had just not gone back there and stayed with those guys, I wonder if he would have actually leapfrogged into the top three rather than catapulting himself off of the race and in, 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 you know, in same with Valverde because they, they flopped. It almost looked like he was doing a lot of work to shell Valverde out of his group because he was on the lead <laughs> like one of the top two or three guys pushing the pace in that group before I think he got some kind of call from the radio that said hey you just hammered Valverde off the back go get him because uh, he was definitely doing a lot of work and then just it, initially it looked like he had blown himself up but then he went back for Valverde. The, I mean you're talking about stage 20, right? Well, on stage 20, yeah, he went back. Well, he did that both times, 19 and 20. I didn't see 19. Yeah, he did the exact same thing both times. He came back and uh although and, and then he had 19 he got dropped and 20 he kept dropping. I mean Valverde was just hanging on. He just kept getting rid of him. And, right. How much time did he lose on 20? Like I want to say, like uh, it was minute thirty or something yeah. more than that. Remember when the Lakers got Carl Malone and Gary yes. Payton? Yeah, doesn't that team sort of remind you of that? Like they just don't quite. I mean, there's a lot of good pieces, but you know, maybe Valverde's a little old, and maybe you know, Nairo doesn't quite know how to win yet, or something. Like there's sort of a weird. There's something weird about the way those guys all race together. They're just not. It's not real cohesive. Uh, I, did you want I would to say, yeah, it, they don't necessarily race together. I mean, they they don't <laughs> collaborate much. There you go. Well, that's yeah. why this is like the first time I've seen them trying to collaborate, and then right. they, they acted, they didn't know what to do about it. It was almost a mess. Um, let's go back to Malone and... and uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> pay, um, they, you know, that didn't work out. I mean, they were a little more past their prime, but yeah, you're talking about Nairo not really learning how to win. I actually looked at his, his stats, and, you know, he comes out, does a Vuelta his first year, um, like 30 something, but then like second and it starts getting, you know, second in the Giro. He ends, you know, he wins the Giro, he wins the Vuelta and he had all these results that are besides his first grand tour that are top three, top five, you know, just, and now he's like eight, 12. I mean, he's like pitching himself out, not even close and he's young still, but new Colombian down the, on the board is uh, Superman Lopez. There's a handful of new Colombians on the board. Right, so maybe we talk about the top three was uh, Yates, you had Enric Mass, and uh, Lopez. I think they're all, what, 26 and below? The top, uh, second and third were fighting it out for the young rider jersey. Right. So, Tyler, if, if the Vuelta has longer climbs, do you think Lopez is places as well as he did this year? Well, he was what, he was on the podium at the Giro, which has the longer climbs. Um, I don't know. I mean, that was you, you had made a comment to me, and I, I had heard... And I looked it up, and it was like I think there were two climbs in the whole Giro or the Volta that were over ten, you know, double digits. It wasn't very much. It was really I yeah. don't know. It, it, it didn't have the Dumoulin type, and I enjoyed that more. But I don't. You think? So your question was, would Lopez have done better if there were longer climbs? I don't. My question think, was actually, I, I didn't think he was quite as good a specialist as some of those other guys. And generally, I you, agree. you always lose like a Richie Port and some others with injuries, <laughs> like that's or, a, or a Richie Port, or, yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's, I've always thought he was more of a sort of a, a jumpy, like short climb, you know, like Lopez. Like a, yeah. Like a yeah. 10 kilometer climb. He can usually jump at the end and, 
and maybe get 10, 15 seconds or something. But um, on a longer climb, you might have trouble, have a bad day. You're right. Uh, I mean, I think that too. But like I said, he, he was top three at the, the Giro this year, which has True. a lot of those. And I, I it feels like he came in the Giro, the results are kind of under the radar where it was because uh, guys got shelled out. You know, Yates just goes, explodes. Uh, um, Thibaut Pino goes away. Aru, these big explosions. And, and he was just kind of hanging in there. Carapaz was another one that did really well that was kind of pathetic this year at the, at the Volta. But, I mean, young guys doing two two races um pretty impressive Kreuzwick was another one that was uh, impressive at the Volta um so we have any any anything takeaway from the Volta for either one of you well just the like you mentioned uh Enric Moss uh we saw him last year help uh Contador on it was in the last week on one of the final stages I don't know it was, it was maybe for a minute or two Contador was going for glory to try and either close up the GC gap or go for a stage win and I remember seeing him work with them and to see him all of a sudden now, you know, second, second step on the podium. That's a, that's a pretty quick progression for a young guy like that. So it's cool. Good to see. That's, that's a good memory. Cause it was actually the anger Lou, um, where Contador, I think I'm pretty sure is that one where he won, uh, won on the last, what, uh, stage 20. Um, and yeah, good, good memory there. It was an interesting race for the, um, for the sprinters as well. I don't think Sagan won a stage, True. Viviani certainly took his fair share of the wins. And the one time Viviani kind of found himself caught out was Buhani's first Grand Tour win, I believe. So it was, uh, it was interesting to see the, the different sprinters kind of take form there in that race. So I don't know if you saw the one where Sagan basically had the win, but they blew it. The break stayed away. And if you look at the photo line finish, Walleye's is that guy's last name. Walleye, Wally. But it, Joey? Yeah. Jelly Walleye, yeah. um, and you look at the photo finish there, and it's it looks like he just won the sprint, the field sprint, but because they were that close to catching him at the line. Yeah, it was uh, it was well timed on their part, and I saw the last like kilometer of that, and Walleye is definitely um, timed his sprint well. Like I mean, he was incredibly patient and just it seemed like he was comfortable with losing the sprint if it meant he didn't have to jump so early. So it was a really well timed effort on his part. Yeah, and that's a that's a risk. I remember um, <clears throat> several years ago, uh, Chris Horner in the Tour de France in a breakaway with Sylvain Chavanel, and he was not going to come around. And Chavanel is yelling at him, and then there's they finally start their sprint and they get pipped at the line. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. Would you do that if that was your one chance to? Would you not maybe take a poll? I mean, Horner's idea was like I, I was willing to lose it to to win it because. This is my only chance. I'm not going to beat him in a two-up sprint unless I come from behind. Yeah, that would be tough. I mean, you, you they were definitely looking back. So Barrier you know they're coming at you. And uh, it's impressive that he's able to be that patient and not jump early and not contribute to the pace there in the end. So it would be tough to not not get suckered into doing some work. Any, anything for you, Kurt, from this before I make one last comment that I saw today? I would I would not do it lick of work <laughs> and he, if that was if the choice was a chance at winning or you know i think he played that real well yeah so i'm sure you, you would do the same <laughs> i'd i'd step in it and, and probably pull it from the front yeah. um i saw today uh the the tv viewership for stage 21 of the volta was so bad and in comparison uh, to other and they're like at what point are these processional stages going to kind of just go away they're not 
they're not really anything. I, I, I got, I didn't even see it. I, I was bored with the it. The Emmys were way down last night as well. So <laughs> it's across the board. Okay. Everyone's well, affected. Yeah. It's certainly not stage 21 of the Tour de France. There, there's not the same spectacle that, but draws even that one I think in. goes down too. I would say people probably tune in for the last 5K, but leading into it, I don't need to see guys doing the stupid chorus line on the bike. Oh, uh, yeah. Get rid I, of that. I hate that. That's, that's one of my least favorite things. You like that, things. Chris? Kurt? No, I don't. Hey, Kurt, do you, <laughs> you whatever, you guys both have C's. When are you, when are you doing it? third time, see what he says. Um, yeah, I actually do like that. You like the chorus line? I mean, I mean they're not going to race that day. Well, they're so, not going to race, but jeez. So... Yeah, it, you know, I kind of like that it annoys Chris. I'll be honest with you; I've heard this a few times. So, I mean, they <laughs> could they could it. they could put a time trial at the end. It, uh, I mean, the Volta did that. Actually, it was the time I think um, Levi Leipheimer kind of came onto the scene and in the Volta, and he did well in the time trial in the last Good old day. days. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, Greg LeMond. I mean, they've obviously had last day time trial. It's kind of interesting. At least it puts a little suspense and interest in there. Tom Dumoulin would be up for that. He would. I, I saw what he took a video of himself pretending to take a dookie on the side of the road on that by that I side. saw that. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, I mean, you you like the processional stage, right? No, I don't. Okay. It starts late in the day. It's it's boring. Um, like you said, the last five k five k is where I get excited about it. Okay, fine. It's just me. I. It doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean two, you're right. Two, no, I mean you're outvoted two to one. Tell me why you like it. Well, I, I want to be convinced. I'm I'm totally on the <laughs> fence here. I, I just like the bike race because but. it's it's um, tradition for starters. It's th- I mean they've gone for three three weeks of racing really hard, and you're just you know you're you're paying tribute to the guy who and the team who who, who won. So I I don't know. I, I don't see any problem with. Then don't call it a stage. Like just have it be kind of a a gentle no one one show and celebration. Have you ever tried to explain to someone who peripherally knows cycling? They're like, oh, the last stage. And they're asking questions like, oh, so can the other guy win? And then you're like, no. They're like, wait, but it's a bike race. Yeah, but they don't really race today. Have you ever had to try to explain that to someone? I haven't. Nobody's taken interest in cycling (laughs) that I'm aware of. So, no, I haven't had to explain that to anyone. I know I haven't had the last day. I've talked about exciting stages with like colleagues and. and hey, it's game randos, seven of the the no NBA finals, but they're just gonna do a chorus line. Yeah, I was trying to think of another sport that does something similar. They did. Like, they don't. I was thinking of like match playing golf, where they just like you know seat a putt or something. But yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything quite like. No, most of them they finish it out. Right. Billiards, snooker, um, pool? bowling, perhaps bowling. I don't know. Bocce? Do they do it in bocce? <laughs> Could be. I don't. Do you know? If, do you play bocce frequently? What's your uh, what high lie? Do you play the? <laughs> <laughs> a big high lie fan. Yes. All right. What do you know about the Canadian uh, races? What happened there? Canadian races. So Quebec and Montreal. Yeah. Um, Michael Matthews wins the first one and the second one. That's impressive. And it was the uh, the first one was a little more straight. F- I, I could get these wrong. One of them had. A, I think it was the second one had a little bit more of a kick uphill and he took a wide, he was wide right and everyone was kind of on the left and he, uh, Michael Matthews that is, just kept powering away and then he decides to come into the line and then kicks it again and just, the last two, maybe it was like the last 10 feet where he went from like rear wheel on the guy, I'm trying to remember who got second first, to surpassing him like 
it was an amazing little last kick of speed. So it was impressive. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see those. I like those races, and I just didn't uh, get the time to watch them. Unfortunately, the best was listening to the highlights in uh, French, and because that's what they speak up there, and that's only kind of video feed I could get. And they're I don't know what they're saying, and all of a sudden they say "Bling Matthews," and then they're going off. <laughs> nice. Um, seems like too much racing for me. That's a lot of. I mean, yeah, I was looking at your little category or, or your listing of all the races that have gone on and I, I wasn't even aware that the two races just occurred in Canada or the Tour of Britain. I wasn't aware of that, especially stage five, which looks exciting, but um, yeah, crazy. Uh, there's so much. And then We've been the, talking about that in NorCal, how many races there are, even I, just I, for I us. But. And, and then there's a bunch of really good women races. Uh, I know the, the females just up in uh, Mont Ventoux, they finished up there. I mean, there's so much going on. It's just, it's really hard to Maybe maybe need two or three podcasts, Kurt, to, to cover all this. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tour of Britain, Philippe wins that. He won that, but it was good to see um, Greipel kind of come back and get a couple wins after he just got dumped from his pro tour contract. So kind of a I'm not dead yet type of race for him. No, it was, it was really good. And then one of you uh, were arguing with me offline that uh, could <laughs> Caleb Ewing is not quite the sprinter, but um, I... Is that me? Probably, probably, I don't know. and that, but he me. he was real impressive on his win, uh, the second to last stage or the last stage there. I don't know if you saw that at all. No, because he's not a very good sprinter. That's true. Jesus, no, I, you're I, a tough I crowd. I think he's a phenomenal sprinter. Any um any world tour transfers that caught your eye lately? When I was riding home with Stefan, he was rattling um, these things off like he had. We, really? we were up at the, uh, Tahoe, and I drove home with Stefan in the Mutzkutz van. And he was rattling off transfers like like he was. He mem- follows that stuff, huh? Oh, he was. It was a. It was an intense day of discussion of world tour. Gosh, that guy's got a lot of energy. He does. Um, Not so much a transfer, but I, I noticed today that um, what Van Eric told his team that he is out. So they were initially tied to Aqua Blue before yeah. Aqua Blue folded. Yeah. And then his team, what is it, Willems Krillans? Yeah. Partnered with um, Roompot. Yeah. Uh, room pot Dutch, blah, blah, blah. Sprinter or whatever. Spider, sprinter. Yeah. So he told them, yeah, I'm out. This sucks. So he's he's no longer with them. And I guess he's a free agent or whatever the equivalent is in the world tour. Well, no, let me ask you this. Was he in contract for the? Because he it seems like he had a contract through 2019. Yeah, he broke his contract. <clears throat> so, okay. I wonder if they're, if he was uh, had an out because they joined up. There must have been some type of clause that said if the conditions of the team change you have an opportunity to depart which would be interesting for to see if he signs up with someone else then i think he was tied to or if he just sits a year out lotto yumbo in 2019 so maybe he's just gonna go straight there i don't know maybe he'll just go solo in the cross world until he goes road tony martin to lotto yumbo i know uh, that was one that uh, stefan was upset uh, excited about was he i didn't hear that <clears throat> yeah uh, Ron Dennis to, s- who is he going to, CCC or to? No, I think he's going to Bahrain Merida. Bahrain, yeah, that's right. That seems kind of weird. All right. How about any winners, losers for the world tour for you, either one of you? Um, you want me to go? British cycling. The is winner. the loser? Oh, winner. Just because they got the triple crown. Do you f- how do you feel about that? You feel a little, uh, like it's just gross. It, why is why would it be gross? I don't because your your initial text after the <laughs> after the races one was was I'm just like uh, Hitler just won the Volta or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. I, I I was just I had started looking up um, 
some stats on the country, and that's all. I was doing some research, and I said, that's pretty good. <laughs> it was for, a very uh, passive-aggressive for a, For a country of 60-some million to have three all grand three tour. Grand Tours and without a peak that's over the elevation that I live at. So, right, right, right. right. That's, yeah. But my, my – yeah, and I get it. But, you know, that, that, that's why they call Dutch Corner – they have Dutch Corner out the west because <laughs> so many Dutch winners – uh, with a with an elevation of that country of you know standing on a tulips, I mean there's there's nothing in that country of of elevation. But they went they're good climbers, you know historically. I think a lot of them don't live in the Netherlands or Great Britain. I think a lot of them live where there's mountains and do a lot of climbing. Right. So maybe they're they've grown accustomed no, to climbing. I, I hear it all the time. They they talk about why these Colombians are so good is because they all live at altitude. I think some of them probably do, but they don't always. It's true. I mean, just most of the time. Yeah. So, okay. How about you? Any winners for you? I, I go the easy route with Ben King and uh, oh, sorry. I mean, uh, not you didn't ben, even have that written down. What did I have? I don't. I don't have my notes in there. Tell me what I had written down. We'll just Michael use Chris's. Bling Matthews. Okay, Bling Matthews. There you go. He needed a. Is that wait? That's yours. Or that's mine. That's yours. Okay, we'll go. <laughs> that sounds like a good pick. I like that. That's, that's what what, what you do you take? got, Chris? I'm going with Michael Woods. Oh, what a shocker! What the, What about Ben King? Bad hell with him. <laughs> Terrible guy, from what I understand. Yeah, he seems like a, a horrible person. What was it three, four weeks ago? He allegedly caused that big crash that took out some riders, and he yeah, was the, the most hated guy in cycling. He and then apologized. He was, yeah, he was, he was all over. Apologetic. Not too many guys apologize afterwards. That was impressive. Yeah, right. So, and good things happen to good people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good to see him get a couple wins, but yeah. it was also really good to see Woods kind of make I, a stamp totally in, in the Grand Tour. So, yeah. Uh, any losers? And Michael Matthews. Good yeah, for him. Matthews. Any losers? I'll go with one here. Unless no. I, you see my list there. I don't know what, who I put down. You put, um, I, I'm not going to say what you put. Um, did BMC get a win at the Vuelta? Yeah, they won a time trial. Okay, so they did not. That doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> How dare they put that stage it's in Chris's that race? favorite stage. No, I mean like a, a, that, okay, so Rowan Dennis comes out, wins the, the time trial, and then then backs I thought off. they had another win with uh, DeMarchi or something like that. All right, maybe they did. Yeah. I, it was my understanding that they... Perhaps had not, but um, perhaps they did. Richie Port, what a what a loser on the <laughs> on the Volta. Seriously, you know we we um, think of him as such a great potential tour win- uh, winner. I mean, has he? He's never been on the podium. No, but he is the king of Walunga Hill. That's a pretty big hill. <laughs> it's Beatty I mean, for those yeah, around here, guys. He's got. Alessandro I like him. I like him. Demarchi won stage twelve. With a pretty big gap, so he won solo with 30 seconds over Jonathan Restrepo. Oh, I do remember that one. Restrepo of Katusha um, was, was with a Colombian guy. was was with him, and they were really making an effort. Uh, yeah, that was. Looks like BMC good. had a pretty good tour. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. Okay, they're not the losers, except for they're they're going under. Uh, uh, Chris, what about you? Uh, pass. Come back to me. Okay, sounds good. Why don't we Why don't we hit up some uh, local stuff, and then we can. Um, get out of the parking lot and head home it's really okay. comfy here though well i'm it's not i don't know what to say about that okay san francisco grand, grand uh what is it did you the san francisco chris sure kurt that sounds right yeah what about it you that's the one you said you were most excited to talk about i said kurt. the oakland grand prix but um <laughs> i'll i'll go with that i so i don't remember it's been so long it's been like 30 minutes so we were talking about long socks right yeah and it looks like Looks like a guy who's no longer wearing long socks did really well. Yeah, he did pretty well. Uh, looks like he's on a, an actual team now, too, instead of riding solo. 
So it looks like he got uh, vacuumed up by Mike's bikes and got in a little two-man move with Stephen Vogel, and they just Skinner, you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So they went uh, one, two, and I don't know who got third. Field sprint. Uh, I don't remember. It's been a while for that one. I did watch Jeff Linder's video. I want to bring it all the way back to the first race of the year that Chris and I, or one of the first races of the year, Cherry Pie. Yeah. Chris and I were there. We were sitting in the car because it was a little bit cold. And, and I crashed out. And and who did we call out as as maybe the strongest guy in that field that day? I, we didn't know his name at the time. We just called him Hands on Hoods because he was hoods. rolling around off the front, hands on hoods the whole time. It was Robert Skinner. <clears throat> and now, end of the year, he might be kind of the breakout guy in in, in the P12 field. I mean, he, he's just had an incredible year. He's had a hell of a season. I mean, right. He, I think he just took the TT. Yes. Uh, uh, what what's the name of the TT the the Athlone time F- trial TT? yeah district uh, championship time trial I think he was the best place NCNCA rider at nationals in the road race and the crit so yeah. I mean that's insane good results yeah yeah r- really impressive uh, I didn't see well I was just gonna say real quick I saw Robert uh, Jeff Linder's video and he got stuck on the it was really impressive to see him going from like the back of the field with a lap to go he thought there was two laps he couldn't he he had on his video he showed where the card placement was it was way <laughs> like in the crowd yeah and then he's like asking someone they're like yeah one to go we're on the bell lap he said there's a lot of other people ringing bells and he goes from the back to the front and still tries to put in a sprint didn't uh, he might have got top 10 uh which is is really impressive but um his videos have been good. Yeah, he's been really, really good all yeah. season. Yeah, like I've always, um, like Nation's number one beast always has good stuff when he kind of reconstructs it. And the Vegan Cyclist has done a really good job with some of his in-race breakdowns. And then Jeff Linder. I feel like there's there's this group of guys who are really starting to put together some great content for in-race kind of breakdowns. So Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, I do like the uh, the narrative that they'll throw in there as opposed, I mean, the videos are fun to watch with it back to music, but hearing the breakdown in his thought process and why he's doing what he's doing when he's doing it, it's kind of cool to see that play out in the race and, and his thoughts there. So it's, it's, it's good to see. And he's got a little creativity that he mixes in to make the videos fun too. What yeah. is his, uh, what's his YouTube channel? NorCal cycling. Photos yes. Or yeah. NorCal cycling photos. Yeah. Which seems, um, not to be at all tied in with Tarun. I don't know. I mean, I, it's Jeff, good stuff, Jeff give us some clarification. What's going on there? Yeah. Uh, speaking of videos, I did watch today uh, Vegan Cyclists uh, Bay Hill or Bay Area. What is it? Red Bull? S- Red Bull Climb. Red Bull I was, Bay Climb. I was ho- horribly disappointed that um, he <laughs> he had Phil Guyman in there and no warning. No warning that I was going to be watching Phil Guyman. So I got suckered into watching a Phil Guyman <laughs> video. He's friends with Phil. Yeah. that's, um, that's I, you, need, you need to get over it. Linder has a good video of the same race. I don't know if you've I, seen I saw that one oh, too, the, okay. the knockout. Yes. Yeah, so Street that, Fighter. That, oh, he is that the Street Fighter one? Yeah. yeah. Gosh, yeah, that is that was really well done. Yeah. A lot of power too. In those so legs. he ends up winning the 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 backup heat or whatever um, placing placing heat that Linder did. Okay. Some god ungodly numbers. And what what was cool about Vegan Cyclist when he was interviewing, talking to the guy that actually won. Cool. And he's uh so he said that he's the national champion for marathon distance mountain biking weird seems like it ties over to a minute 30 punchy climb pretty well right right point is he's legit he had quite the mustache too i guess he um is that 26.2 mile mountain biking (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what is that that's a really good point i'm like wait that's a crit yeah all right i guess he had trouble clipping in in the final heat uh the guy that won and 
So he kind of had to come from behind, but he still won with looked like 20, 30 yards post with up. enough time for a, a good post up. So yeah. he's, he's got some power too. Really, really a sprinty type of thing there. Yeah. I'll say this. It is surprising the types of folks who are really good at those. And I'll, I'll draw it back to um, Nevada City and the Nevada City sprints. Uh, watching some, you know, Cat 1s go up against uh, guys dressed as clowns on BMX bikes with flat pedals and getting smoked by those guys. Um, it's funny, like how if you can just turn a gear quickly and get your your speed up. That okay, the, the climb at Red Bull looked a little bit longer and and maybe uh, required a little bit more talent. But um, well, but you, you're you're exactly right because you look at the breakdown there and um, to give Phil Guyman some credit, he can go uphill really well, but it's not long enough. I mean, so he's getting smoked, you know, in the placement field for. Uh, a minute plus climb it's going to be the case i mean some sprinter jeff linder who does real well in the finish holds you know what 800 watts or something for a minute that's it's pretty cool to see phil show up i agree i agree <laughs> that's all i wanted to do set you up no with the the he had the uh, <laughs> vegan cyclist had the drone following him Did oh really Oh, oh Jesus cool. Christ! That's what gets you excited. We should watch this. <laughs> Can I pull it up? <laughs> it's now? like I just threw some hundreds down on <laughs> the ground here. Can we pause in the in the ghetto. Gee, uh, yeah. So he had a drone following him. That's why I was asking that question. Good lord! Oh, I didn't know. I thought you saw. Welcome, welcome. This is the Between Two Wheels podcast. Welcome for finally <laughs> showing up. Thirty minutes in. Well, hey, he's got another one where he does like a climbing KOM down in the Carmel Valley. That's one I've seen. I right. just thought his wife was manning the drone. I don't, know what <laughs> I don't know what that means either. But seriously, I thought someone was man in the drone. But the, the way he said he was all by himself, and then he had all these cameras, and he had the drone, and I figured, oh, I've heard that technology, so cool. Look at you with the news. Figuring stuff out. Um, <laughs> Oakland, any other Bay Hill or Bay Area, whatever, the Red Bull thing? Um, they did a, a fixed gear one as well, and that'd be interesting to see. I, I don't do any fixed gear stuff, so it's all over my head. Be interesting to see what Still guys ask did for. Yeah, of course. I figure you guys know. I'd be curious to see what guys' thought process was for gear selection because I imagine right. that makes a huge deal. Do you start with something you can accelerate quick with and maybe spin out? Do you start with something that you have to grind a little bit to get up to speed? I don't know what the the thought process is that goes in there. So, a lot of thinking as opposed to just regular little grinding. So, so the women's field that was Anna, Anna Moogie, Moogie, Moogie. Yeah, and then there was probably a fixed gear which we don't have covered because I'm, I'm it looked like there were different bikes being raced i did see uh chris phipps was riding one of those town rental bikes yeah i don't think he won on that though no probably or not. won that's, that's pretty tough yeah uh oakland grand prix good race who wants to give that discussion i you know i, I don't know anything about what happened there i'm trying to I, I think i've seen a podium that's about it uh, there was I don't a even little. Know who was on the top step of the podium? I, I didn't. I, I know Carly, Josh Carlin got second. Young Zach Gotsman from uh, mm-hmm. from the North Bay. Good kid, strong sprinter, <laughs> track you, background. Do you know him? Uh, he used to ride a lot with Charlie. Uh, okay. Way back when, when Charlie was on our team, so he came up here and did a couple rides, and we did a little training ride down around that area. What's his name? During like San Rafael or what something. What was his last name again? Uh, Zach Gotsman. Hmm. I mean, I saw the results. I just when you mentioned that, I didn't know if I had ridden with him too, but it doesn't no. ring a bell. No. And then Roman Kaloon third, so he had a good season as well. The, now, what was the field size there? Because it it always bothers me that it's not a. It bothers me. It looks like a good race, and then it's not a huge field, and it's probably forty for the people. Okay, that's not bad because it seems like the last few years it's been a little thinner. Um, and that that's been the elite uh, 
crit championships too. So not this year. She was a uh, Davis. Uh, USA crits. We had talked about that. I don't remember. I mean, uh, Cliff Barr ended up taking those, and and then Guten Plan did well on those as well. As far as the overall, I don't have the results with me. Um, yeah, once it left San Rafael, it kind of fizzled from my level of interest. You know what? Um, I, I watching that video of of the vegan cyclist. They showed one of these Cliff Bar guys doing the um a fixie, and it reminded me of my uh, harsh words about them at Davis, and then the realization when they were doing the crit that there's this. It's a it's like two different teams. It must be like a minor and major league team. Maybe I'm still be having harsh words about them because yeah. they were not. I mean, they're they're guys that were doing the the USA crits were impressive. Maybe they just some of them. Sometimes they're really in shape. Sometimes they're not. You know, maybe <laughs> they just swing a little further. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna criticize them. I think they're a good team, and I'm. I think they're all nice guys. And oh, I don't. Yeah, they're I don't always know. giving people high fives and Uh-oh. so forth. So. It's kind of nice. All right. Um, any winners, losers from the NorCal? Uh, can Can I list us as losers for just not racing? Yeah. Okay. Or even trying to ride this week. That too. How about just let's give one to a uh, couple of the older guys, Roman and and uh, Josh Carling for. Gosh, they've been doing it for a long time. And, You're calling uh, them winners, I hope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I Winners call for losers. closing out the season strong, knowing how to pace themselves and still end up on a podium. You know, last basically the last criterion of the year. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and there's two guys that are strong throughout the season. Right. I I agree, so, and that sprinkler is agreeing with us. Strong Just, stream. <laughs> strong stream. We'll yeah. finish up here. Um, the time trial uh, masters. Would you Would you see from that? Uh, Dan Bryant crushed everybody. Uh, that was kind of to be expected. Um, Michael Claudio took a win as well. I think he's in the 40 to 45 category now. Okay. So kudos to him. And then I think Rob Shell won the 35 to 39 mm. age group. Uh, beyond that, I do not know. Well, congrats to all those people out there. Yeah. I, I can, I don't know. That's just, I think that's as a, Kurt noted, um, Mr. Skinner won the uh, the P12. Oh, so they did, did have a P12. Yeah. And and was Dan, did I hear it right? Dan Bryant's time would have he would have beaten everybody no matter what division he was in. That is correct. Jeez, that's impressive. But you asked the question, wasn't it you, Kurt, that why what's motivation to even go out there when you're a world champion? We had been drinking. <laughs> and I Kurt said a lot of things. He, right. He may not remember. I, I, I do recall something about that question, but I don't know if I want to repeat it here. Can we talk, can we go, can we go back up to the conversation on the boat about no? Just, uh, there was a there was a it was a good weekend. We'll have to do that again. A um, lot of good riding up in Tahoe. I've never, have you done the the Lake Loop up there? I have. Yes. And what do you think of it? I'm, I've never done it. it looks, um, it's a great loop to do. I did it in the I guess the fall um, during the middle of the week. And uh, it was great. It was wonderful. I would highly recommend it. Doing it in the summer. Um, traffic. Yeah. Traffic gets a little bit crazy, and I think that would be a little bit rough. But, um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Is most of the climbing uh, there uh, by the Rubicon area? where we? The, no, there's more on the other side? Because Stefan said it's all just completely flat. No, he, he, did it, he, did, he went skiing yeah, one day and then went and did that the next in the snow. Spooner's so. like a 3-4% grade for... For I don't know, ten miles, fifteen miles. Yeah, yeah. And then the the fun part is you get to descend the next side. So it's right. you descend into South Lake, and it's pretty cool. Um, I did it three years ago, middle of summer on a Sunday, 
And I could see traffic being bad, but in general, it wasn't too bad for us. There was a lot of road construction that created a lot of traffic gaps for our benefit. So it was fun. It was uh, myself, Andrew, and, and Casey were out there doing it after Tour de Ney. So it was pretty fun. Scenic. A lot of opportunity to take in the, the view of the lake. So All right. highly recommended. All right. Um, yeah. Last, oh, any other questions, uh, comments on that? Just or, do it clockwise. Yes. Or, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, World Championship, we'll, we'll end on this. World Championships is coming up. Um, you guys have, I know Froome and Garrett Thomas are not doing it. Any, uh, It's a really hilly, climby, GC type of, of event. Uh, any predictions for that? Not so much prediction, but backing up a little bit to the Athlone time trial. Um, Melanie Wong won the women's P12, and you got to give her some credit for that. So well done there. So Melanie Wong also owns the time trial state championship, the crit state championship, and the road race state championship. All this season, that is impressive. So the That's the triple trifecta. crown of state championships. That, that really is there is. a special jersey for that, like a bear there with a crown three on it. Special jerseys <laughs> for that, but like there's got to be a, a very unique one for that. I don't know. She should she should make something up. But that's that's cool. You can basically always wear your your state championship jersey. Races for free whenever she wants. That is true. Yeah. So. Good um, for her. So any, any predictions on Worlds? I mean, I, I think you might get a Adam Yates coming out of Not Simon, but Adam, you know, someone that's... Uh, even tag port, in and out mid-race? You think the, that's a viable option? I, they, they, they could. That might be a little bit more noticeable. <laughs> Just go back to the medical car and yeah. swap bikes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting because it's it's a climbing mountain race, but I, from what I recall, Froome and Thomas aren't doing it. Right. So I don't know who the UK team is selected to, to represent them as a whole. Steve They Cummins. get a lot of riders. Uh, so it'll be interesting. It'll be slightly different, I think, than the Grand Tour mountain stage because it's so brutal. It's one day. Guys are all going to be going for it. There's no playing it safe. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. How did uh, Nibali look toward the end of the race? Uh, he would get up the road and then come off the groups. And it was near the one of the last stages, uh, 20 or 21, where I, I saw him fighting up the climb probably further than the whole race. So halfway up, he was still kind of hanging. Okay. Um, Sepp Cus got uh, elected for the USA team. Uh, I know Nielsen Palace is on the U23 team. That one actually is the interesting because McNulty, I think, made that one. Yeah. Uh, so the U23 US team looks pretty good. Yeah, and I think, um, gosh, who was it that won for Evolo at Colorado? Gage Hatch? I think he got selected for the team as well. Makes sense. Um, but I think they've also got Ben King going for the U.S. And I think yeah. he's been designated the team leader. Uh, and I saw Stetna and then also read at the same time that he is without contract. We're switching races there for a second. Well, we're going back and forth between okay. the U23, yeah. but it's all the same race. I mean, it's just different category. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Stetna is without contract and maybe retiring and yet gets selected for Worlds. Right. Good opportunity to show what you got, but unfortunately, with so many teams folding, it's going to be hard to find a place to call home. You just mentioned another one today. Yeah, I think uh, it was JLT Condor said yeah. they, they're not going to renew their sponsorship this year. Yeah. And who is it? Holowesco Citadel. Right. They are pulling their sponsorship, and they haven't even had an opportunity to apply for a new Pro Conti license. And they were making overtures of, you know, we're going to be in the tour in the right. next few years. And well, UHC, no. I don't think I've heard they found a new sponsor, so they're out. Yeah. Jelly Belly's out. Any any things that make you go, hmm? Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, where are, where are those sponsors go? Right. Here, how about this one? Athlete banned from all-you-can-eat restaurant for eating all that he could eat. A German triathlete inhaled nearly 100 plates of sushi. <laughs> this reminds me of the Louis uh, Anderson. I don't know if you ever heard the skit where they're 
he goes into the all-you-could-eat Chinese restaurant. Um, yeah, so he's a German triathlete. He was banned from an all-you-could-eat restaurant in Bavaria after eating a little too much. That's uh, that's impressive. Have you ever done that? Uh, eating too much? Yes, I have. <laughs> all season long. I've definitely eaten too much, but I've never been kicked out of a restaurant for it. Yeah, so. and me either. Any, any, either one of you have an interesting cycling tale? Cycling tale? Uh no, I just uh, I really enjoyed riding my bike in Tahoe this past weekend. Granted, I only did it for one day. It was cool to ride on some new roads. So look yeah. forward to doing that again at some point. Agreed. That was a fun climb we did up that Baxter Pass. Yeah, I think... Um, Barker Pass was really good as well. What Which was? One? Barker. Was that what it was called? Yeah. yeah. Why did I say Baxter? I don't, I don't know. Bastard. That's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, winter is, or I guess the... I guess winter's coming in pretty quick here. What, do you guys have plans for, for winter riding once uh, we start losing daylight as, as early as we have been? Trainer time? Stop. Yeah. Can we? Uh, no, Chris. Right. Um, I do either. know that uh, the range over at, um, which course is that over there? Hagen Oaks is open, I think, 24 hours. So yeah, that's true. Time well spent there. Good at that. I don't like hitting off of the mats, though. It's it's a false sense of security. True. True. So, But it's better than not hitting. Sometimes. I, I totally agree with that too. And when it's dark at night, you can usually inch forward and start hitting off grass and you might just get chased off after a bucket. So Right. True. All right. Well, that's, that's cool. all I've got. Either uh, Nothing else for either one of you guys. Well, enjoy it out there, cycling fans. Uh, we'll be doing some more recaps this winter. Maybe do a little bit more um, off-the-bike stuff. and Maybe a lot more cross-coverage. There we go. We yeah. do need to get into that. Yeah got a lot of expertise we need to, <laughs> we need to record <laughs> we could talk about the dismount sure because that looks difficult we'll maybe we'll do some practice videos uh you want to start filming those great that's uh, funny yep. well chris thanks for joining thank you for hosting uh-huh kurt thanks for joining thank you Tyler. all right